Hey there, hi there, ho there. Hello, all you people with free time. Hello there. Welcome back to the third episode of season four, 2021 uh, Courage and All podcast. It's been a long month. Um, but you know what? We got a good episode coming for you. You know, we got the final installment of a original classic. Um, but first, let's let's jump into our seamless seconds. Uh, should I go first? Whatever floats your boat. Um, so I saw this TikTok, and this was like a few weeks ago. And I don't know why it just like randomly popped in my head today. But we always joke about um, Tom Holland and Nicki Minaj's uh, secret relationship. You know, they got that a couple we kids all going know on. is real. Yeah, just quit hiding it, guys. Um, Tom Holland apparently knows about this. I don't know how he's been informed, but he knows. Um, and he was actually scared because he, the man actually thought he um, was Nicki Minaj's uh, baby daddy for a second. And I, I just, I don't know why. Something about our our inside jokes as um, people on the internet and then the celebrities know, but I don't like that. I like Tom Holland. He probably did not Google Tom Holland, Nicki Minaj, wanting to find out about this. He probably came to probably came to his knowledge um, unwanted. You don't think that Tiki is in his search history? Well, I guarantee you, it's probably in his search history after somebody told him about it. I feel like maybe he had a stand account, but who's to say? I don't know Tom like that. I don't know. And that's all I have for Seamless Second. I just wanted to put that little piece of information out there for everybody to know. So be careful, guys, which be on the internet. You know, I almost had a celebrity-related Seamless Second as well, but I'm not doing it, love. I could have talked about Kendall's grammatically incorrect tequila labels. Oh, yeah. But she's getting enough promo on her own, and I am not on the PR list, so... We're not doing that love. I'm leaving that girly alone this week. Mm-hmm. Instead, I'm going to talk about something that I've already told you about. You already know. You've already looked at it. But I thought I'd share it with the people. I've kind of come to the conclusion that each week I find myself, you know, trying something a little new, trying something a little different, coming across something that I'm like, ooh, I like that. Let me share it with the babies out there. And I'll be sure to link it in the description box. This week, I came across a little YouTube channel, oh, yeah. a little YT channel with not a lot of subscribers, surprisingly, because the content, mm-hmm. immaculate, Slytherin Girl, I'll link it in the description, Miss Girl makes these ambient noise videos that I live, breathe, and die for. She does them for our personal favorite film of all time, uh, Twilight, of course. <laughs> She does them scene by scene. So it'll be like Bella's room and it's raining. And Mm -hmm. she even put the depression track on there. That there's a possibility. Mm -hmm. And you can hear Charlie and Bella talking in the hallway. They're like this. Bella, your mom called. And she's like, just just tell her. Just just tell her (laughs) that I almost died today. It's great. (laughs) They have some Katie content with uh, Daniel Radcliffe's Harry Potter. I think there's also American Horror Story on there too. She is just feeding us all. Yeah, I saw some Umbrella Academy, if y'all are fans of that. There's tons of stuff on there. Stuff for everybody. Go go hyper up. Go subscribe. Um, 
Yeah. Those videos, they're just so soothing. A good ambient noise when you write or read. Because sometimes I can't listen to regular music. It's a little too distracting and I get Mm -hmm. too into the lyrics and this. I can just zone out and do my thing. The Edward Mellow, it is Mellow, but that's not what it's called. The Edward Meadow track, everything. Mm -hmm. Everything that I need and more. Great, great, great suggestions for this week. Um, so this week, we, like I said, we watched the final installment of a C&D classic. Sad to see it go, but also not sad that um, I don't have to endure another film like this. To all the boys, always, forever, is it forever and always or always and forever? Always and forever. Always and forever. Couldn't get that Taylor Swift copyright strike. Um, basically, it's, yeah, it's the third installment. Um, Lara Jean and Peter back again doing their couple couple things. Um, you thought that John Ambrose was going to come back. No, no, no. You thought wrong, everybody. Didn't we all think it? I thought it was a little weird to make him such a major Mm -hmm. character in the second movie and then just to have him disappear in the third, but you know, that's okay. Was I the only one that thought that all the boys would have like came together? Like one final battle of all the boys. I mean, I also thought that, but let's, let's think for a minute. In the first movie... She had that little crush on her sister's, at the time, boyfriend, Josh. And the actor who played Josh, can't remember his name. Sorry, but also not sorry, because he got in this little racist scandal, and they were like, you again? No. But mm-hmm. I, like, am I wrong? Wasn't he in the second movie for, like, two and a half seconds at the beginning? He probably was. The These movies, so forgettable. I'm just saying, like, I... I don't hate the movies. I'll just put it out there. I don't hate the movies, but there's just something lackluster about them that just makes me want to fall asleep. Like they're so good in like the first 45 minutes. And then you realize you have an hour and a half left and you're like, my gosh, see this one. I didn't feel that way about it. Really? In terms of like like, the first 45 minutes being popping. mm -mm. Ooh, I was the other way around. Hmm. Because, when I realized how much time I had left in this movie, I was like, how much more can we get through? We've already been through so much, but also not at the same time. Um, this one didn't really have a lot of redeemable qualities, but, you know, John wasn't back. We did have Lucas, but there was no chance that there would be any love rivalry there because our man is out and proud and we support him and peter obviously has to be there and then there was the fifth love letter boy but i think he was someone from camp and he was never really introduced on screen it was just like oh my childhood crush from summer camp i just wanted a final battle i wanted a wrestling match between all the boys is that too much to ask for i wanted (sighs) body slamming action on screen and i wasn't given it, but I was given an opportunity to be creative, to exercise my Mm -hmm. kindergarten teacher, Pinterest mommy skills. Um, It had to be done. Something special had to be done for this final movie because we will never be visiting this franchise again. So Taylor really went all out. uh, You know, she really did. Trying to be a creativity queen this year, trying to really lean into those crafts, keep that mental health at bay. Hence, we have... 
to all the boys bingo. Courtesy yes. of Miss Canva. Thank you, Canva. Mm-hmm. I'm not sponsored, but I wish I was. And Taylor really, like, it looks so good. It really does. So basically what we did, before we even watched the movie, we just, we predicted things that would, like, certain tropes that would happen. Mm-hmm. Tropes that we've seen in the last two movies, and then just some things that we thought were going to happen in this movie that actually didn't end up happening. So we have some um, bingo uh spots that are blank that we didn't mm-hmm. cross off our list we have a total um, of 24 because you don't you know we're not including the free space obviously we didn't write anything mm-hmm. for that but i will say i did a little tally earlier today and out of our 24 predictions slash oh we're definitely going to see this only four didn't make it on screen so we were yeah, pretty accurate true. yeah um i will say not even a minute in, and we already had like, well, I would say five minutes. Five minutes in, we had about like six already crossed off. Oh, yeah. I was reaching for that pencil every mm-hmm. two seconds, not even really putting it down. So I didn't do it like on paper. I did it in like a PDF, and I just like did the little drawing feature, and I just, you know, went well, like she's saving the trees, girlies. I printed I that just girl too lazy. out and put her in the clipboard and everything. <laughs> I was too lazy to walk up to my printer. <laughs> but yeah, and I put the time slots of like when everything happened, probably not that accurate. Um, but Taylor, you said you hit a bingo two times even before the movie I ended. I did. Let me grab yeah. my card really quick. It's It's a little bit, oh my God, far away from me. And I didn't hit a bingo until a minute and 22 minutes in. A minute? Wow. An hour and 22 minutes in. Let me explain with these cards really quick. So we made those lists and I put our whole list of 24 into a number generator. So our cards are completely randomized and I flipped a coin to decide card number two, which left Katie with card number one. We can tweet these uh bingo cards if anyone wants to mm-hmm. play at home you know have a little mm-hmm. fun weekend Real activity fun. I have I think my first bingo was my second row across or no mm-hmm. actually was it hold on no 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 it was my third row across with the free space um mine was yeah oh no, mine was the it. third row across oh my god third, twinsies third row down yeah, well, I, I meant to say third row down, so not twinsies, but almost twinsies. It's like you know the sign of the cross. It is. Wow. Wow. We got so religious. All That's of a God telling us that this podcast was meant to be. It was meant to happen. Mm-hmm. It was meant to challenge me creatively, mentally, and physically. <laughs> so, what was your first um, one that you crossed off? Um. So I think. Well, technically the first one like ever on the board to be crossed off was uh, Love Letter Shot slash voiceover monologue because they kind of happened at the same time. That was, yeah, that was mine. I did Love Letter because I consider that she does this. So she's in uh, South Korea with her family and she's doing a little like postcard to um, Peter. And I consider that Love Letter because, you know, Mm -hmm. why not? I mean, she did say Um, Dear Peter, Hello from Seoul. I would consider it a Love Letter. And she said, love, Laura. So there you go. 
But I didn't realize until halfway into the voiceover monologue that we had a voiceover monologue option on here. So I immediately crossed it out. And then my timestamp for that says literally the start. Oh, I, so. some of them I didn't even write a time because I kind of forgot. Mm, because okay. I was watching on my computer and it's hard to get like the exact time on there. Because it yeah. doesn't really show you. Yeah. Um, and within those five minutes, I had like Pinterest-worthy food, impromptu musical number, prestigious college name drop, Kitty says something. dad moment. Oh, I didn't do that till later. Oh, what was I did the, it in the beginning. And on their soul trip, you know, they're obviously taking their little tourist pictures. And they're like, oh, my God, how to use this DSLR? And the dad is looking at the camera like, ooh, oh, and he oh. gives it to someone to take a picture. Um, I, I haven't mine. clocked at minute one, nine seconds. I did mine at 2730 when she's watching Romeo and Juliet. And he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, or like he's like what'd you call him for and she was like mono or something he was like okay like he clearly didn't see that his daughter was like heartbroken or whatever so like clueless dad moment because daddy's got to make that money he ain't worried about these emotions Mm -hmm. and it was also kitty says something insulting she i don't know what she was talking about but you know she's every line that she says has some sort of bite to it so along with chris saying something cringy the first time she popped up yep cringy edgy um let's see Should dead mom moment <laughs> take a minute to read all of them first yeah i was just reading what we had in the first five minutes because i just wanted to show like how much this like movie crammed into just like the first five to ten minutes oh cutesy montage oh yeah which um, was like every 20 minutes oh you're not wrong uh <sighs> I think that's all that were yeah. in the very, very beginning. That's all I had. Wow. Anyways, we should... Um, let me just speak on the cutesy montage for a minute. So many montages, no movie. It's just like, let's just put stuff together and, you know, jump time everywhere. And on Letterboxd, I said, it's pretty... But without substance, meaning the movie aesthetically beautiful, gorgeous. Um, sometimes, but was there a story? No. And somebody on Letterbox said, "Well, obviously, you didn't see that part where Peter com- uh, confronts his dad who abandoned him when he was a kid in the cafe." And I was like, "Okay." Now, Is Katie, that to as someone who does have her father in her life doesn't have those exact feelings of abandonment like some of us do but that is okay but it still doesn't mean the story is good it was I'm not still saying like it's a- good I think they chose to focus on nothing they had opportunities yeah. to do things and they were just like let's just throw a montage and for that I just want to propose pitch if you will a quota a limit on montages for a movie you get one and that's it if your whole mm-hmm. movie is B-roll and music, Stop. is it a movie? No, it's a TikTok vlog. Mm-hmm. Or just a really long YouTube documentary. It's like, we don't need all this. I get it. You're having fun in the sun. You're running around and taking pictures. But what is the point? What's I didn't understand. Yeah. Um, I didn't understand the point of the movie until about an hour and 30 minutes in when the actual conflict came around. 
That is not supposed to, that is not a movie. The conflict should come in like the first 30 minutes. And they shouldn't be resolved so quickly and yeah. so easily. Even though like some of them were kind of falsely resolved because, you know, sometimes people are like, I'm fine. And then mm-hmm. later on it is revealed they're being passive. They're not fine. They're mm-hmm. not okay with the situation. Oh, Peter. Anyways, we should um, go through all of our bingo spaces and just talk about each trope in these movies. Mm-hmm. I should say this movie because do I remember anything from the previous ones? No, even though they had a little montage at the end of all the movies. Yay. That we definitely needed that like 15 minute end credit. Thanks to all the boys. We love you. Thanks for the content. All right. Our first one, three or more love letter boys in the same shot. This did not happen. Yeah. We, we thought there was going to be tension. We thought there was going to be conflict with this because that's the point of this franchise, but apparently not with the last movie. The last movie is just like every other teen romance movie about moving away to college with her boyfriend. But some other ones have just done it better. Mm-hmm. And then I we can't, have Ulf, I cameo. can't name which one. We have um, author cameo. We see Miss Jenny Han as Principal Cho uh, in the sixth grade me cute flashback. It's always, they're always the principal mm-hmm. or like the guests at the wedding. I think in one, she was the like school dance chaperone or something. Oh, okay. Uh, three, we got boys fighting over Lara Jean tension present. Again, did not happen. Nobody fought over Lara Jean this time. They knew she was nope. taken. Nobody fought over Larjean last time. It was so passive. It was just there. I mean, we all knew she would end up with Peter. They just kind of put John there. John Ambrose, forgive me. So sorry. Uh, they just kind of put him there for fun. They're like, you know what? Let's mix it up a little. Mm-hmm. Then we have Chris says something cringy slash edgy. The one that I counted, even though a lot of things that she said could have been counted for this, was the brisket is cooked, sister. Ew, I didn't. I didn't like that. I think we. I think we need to stop comparing, um, just people to food in general. And I know she wasn't. I don't know. It, Chris, maybe you should just leave. I will say that Laura did begin the food comparison. Oh yeah, we're like Laura. Brisket. Get we out of here. Low and slow. Stop. Ew, that's so gross. That, so she so takes weird. some fault in that. Yeah. All right. Next, we have Clueless Dad moment. Not as many as I thought there'd be, but we did have some. You got to have it. I mean, we already talked about those. Mm-hmm. We have Crying Over a Boy. So Katie counted one that I didn't count because... When she was having her Romeo and Juliet, like, sulky moment, I didn't kind of, because she wasn't crying, but she was definitely, you know, depressed. I took it as whining, because I think, I don't know, whining, crying, crying. At the Same end of the thing. movie, she was crying. Or she was fighting she, back those tears. She, I was like, girl, just just let it out. It's okay. It's okay. Her teeth she needed a pet on the back. It was a long scene. <laughs> 
She was really just saying, you know what? I am Mike Tyson. I got to fight these emotions. He won't see me weak. Mm-hmm. Next, we have cutesy montage. Goodness. So many, so many montages. It the just felt movie. like it's so many songs. Come from. I need a playlist of all these songs because I just need to know how many songs were played during this movie. I wasn't really vibing with a lot of the songs. They usually did their montages when they would travel somewhere. So, like, obviously mm. you have, you know, Korea. the Korea montage, the New York montage. That's it. We're back in New York once again. Thank you, uh, Naomi and Eli. It's good to see you all again right here, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a prom montage. There was also this, like, montage of, like, Lara imagining her future mm-hmm. when she that imagined that That one I that didn't she- mind. That one I didn't hate. I just thought it was funny because it's like, oh, it's cute, but it's obviously just not going to happen. Like that one, there was some creativity involved. And then there was the montage, I think, on their bowling alley date as well. And I didn't like the – you talked about this too, the like visuals of like the transitions into these montages. It was like sketched out and stuff. Oh, I hated it. It looked cheap to me. Yeah, it didn't look real. It looked like a YouTube video. It really did. And that's no shade to anyone who designed those. But I I don't know. I don't like when any movie does that. Like when they would travel, it would be like, yay, we're on the school bus. We're going to New York or like the airplane or whatever. And mm. then it would be like, ooh, here we are on our children's coloring book driving by on our animated bus. Yeah. Oh, we also had cooking montages, you know, the overhead shots of all the ingredients mm-hmm. looking like a BuzzFeed food tutorial. Um, we had dead mom moment. Of course, y- you always have to have the dead mom moment. There were a few like, you know, she had this little conversation with Peter on the phone when she was in Korea still. And she was talking about how people would come up to her in the street and be like, oh my God, in Korean. And she Mm. just was talking about how she felt disconnected from her culture and how she wished she had her mom back in her life for that. You know, I did like that scene. I really did. But it felt out of place in terms of like the whole story. I I would have liked a story of like Laura just, what if Laura said, I wanted to go to college in South Korea? That would have made a whole better story. It would have made more sense of that conversation. Like, I completely understand why she had that conversation. But for the writers to put it in, just to, like, put it in, it didn't do anything. purposeless. Like, I agree. If they would have said, oh, I'm going to go to school abroad, one, it would have been a much bigger deal. Because it's Mm -hmm. like, wow, we're really long distance. Because she's a whole 16 hours ahead. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do that. And there's obviously the dead mom moment on the like lock bridge where they're looking for this lock that she put on there for her I, and her dad. I really like that moment. But the reality of them finding that lock after so many years. Very slim. Mm-hmm. Laura's got a good eye. Um, we had an elaborate proposal. So the first one we had wasn't for Laura. It was mm-hmm. for... Molly something some girl at school some yeah some girl they wanted us to see another montage of all these promposals they wanted us to say hey they wanted us to see like this is prom time like okay thank you 
I was for Molly Marshall. I did write down her name. Molly, Molly Marshall. It was a little, you know, umbrella musical number. And then mm-hmm. Laura got her elaborate promposal at the diner. I actually thought that was kind of cute. It was cute because it was like still simple at the same time. It wasn't, it wasn't showy and like in front of everybody. It was just their mm-hmm. own little moment. He was like, oh, I forgot to ask for whipped cream for the pancakes. And they had written prom on the, it was cute. I knew it was coming. He was talking to that waiter way too long. I mean, Joan, she knows what's up. She knows how to make it happen. She does. Then we have final franchise recap. This was technically a part of the credits, but I'll count it. It was there. Yeah. Sorry. As yawn. Um, we had impromptu musical number. I mean, considering there was so much music, you could count anything, but I counted the karaoke scene in Me South too. Korea. Which sounded, I don't know, there was something about it that was like, okay, we get it. We've all seen Lost in Trans... Well, we all haven't seen Lost in Translation, but, you know, the karaoke scene. They do karaoke. all seen Shawn Mendes and Alicia Bowe from 13 Reasons reenacted. I mean, that was in Japan, but it did... This goes into the whole, like, mixed culture thing. And I'm not saying people don't do karaoke in South Korea, but it's like... Something about it just doesn't seem right. They were singing Fancy by Iggy Azalea, which made it feel kind of like outdated, even though technically this movie is set in set this year. It's set in March of this year. So it's in the future. Maybe they're just maybe they're outdated. The characters, they're really just they're not with the times. They're still in their pastel moment. So I think they are stuck in 2014. The outfits in this who some choices were made. Mm-hmm. Then we have John Ambrose exhibits nice guy syndrome. Uh, John Ambrose did not show up in this Nowhere movie. Nowhere to be seen. Mm-mm. We, I was waiting for him. And he never, he, he never came. Um, Kitty says something offensive. Everything Kitty says is offensive. Need I say more? Pretty much everything. It usually comes from like a loving place. She's just a young girl. With big mouth, no filter. And she's always, like, I, I noticed that she's always hiding secrets. She's always doing something behind Laura's back. I'm like, why? But Just- I kind of blame Miss Big Sister because she's giving this little girl responsibility even though she's the oh, yeah. one who leaked the letters in the first place. I'm like, you should know that, like, wow, your little sister's a little devious. Maybe you don't need to give her your college login information so she can check your application status. Maybe that's on you, sis. Yeah. I think Laura Jane just needs to think things through. Because, mm-hmm. like, this whole – I think this whole situation could have just, like, been avoided if she thought clearly and said, hey, I want to go where I want to go, not because of where my boyfriend's going. But that's what we have to do as women. We have to follow our man in a heteronormative sense. Uh, Across the globe, up, down, right, left, diagonal, center, everywhere. Mm -hmm. Then we have piggybacking off of that in this Socratic seminar. We have Laura Jean feels conflicted. So I had this pretty early on, but I still didn't. I wasn't confident that this was a conflict. The I put this when she was rejected from Stanford. and But I was like, there's no conflict really from that. But the real conflict comes in 
about an hour and a half in when she wants to move to NYU, which this is way too late to be having a conflict of some sorts. I think the first conflict was a lot more because I had the same situation where I was like, do I count this? Do I not count this? Should I wait? It was a lot more internal. It was kind of like her feeling conflicted with herself. Like, do I tell him that I was rejected or do I just withhold it so we can enjoy the rest of our senior year and then, Mm -hmm. you know, peacefully part ways? But she doesn't do that. I mean, I'm not going to say I would have liked that to be the entire story because, again, I still think it's such an overdone movie trope and, like, story that we've seen before. But it would have been better than, like, having all these montages and just it cut all the montages out this movie would have been like 30 minutes long exactly and i mean this is not the only movie or like piece of media that's guilty of doing that so many others do the same thing like mm-hmm. we can all look at season four 13 reasons why and yeah pull those magnifying glasses out and look for the plot because it was not there it was just senior events boom 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 mm-hmm. um you saw this next one, but I didn't, even though I was trying to be very observant, but I just didn't see it happen. Yeah. Laura Jean wears fun color pattern tights. So Laura pretty much the entire movie does not wear tights. And we, this is a tight loving girl. Mm-hmm. She loves her tights and I love her tights. Now I did see um when she got rejected from Stanford and she had that moment like where everything was going back, like going in reverse, like, oh, like she's not going to get married. She's not going to get pregnant. She's going to have the book or whatever. And she's standing in Seoul and she's like in this alley. And I noticed these are green tights she is wearing. They are green. I know they are. I don't want anybody saying, oh, it was the lighting. It was just her skin. No, it's green. In my head, they were green. So yes, that counts. And that's on period. Then we have our love letter shot, which we already kind of talked about. We technically got a couple of these. Mm -hmm. You know, we had the opening scene one. And then in the end, right before the, oh my God, plot twist, surprise, spoiler, breakup. She gives Peter this little memory box of like all of our time together and our pictures and our love notes and our this and our that. Also, can I say one thing about her? Mm -hmm. Look, I get the sentimental gesture because at the time she was kind of kind of trying to like savor these last moments with him because she had a lot of doubt of like their relationship lasting in the future, which is, I think, normal. Mm-hmm. Girl is playing dumb a little bit. She's playing <laughs> dumb a little bit. When her mom, when she was talking about like feeling disconnected from her culture, this kind of bothered me. I don't like when the girlies dumb themselves down when they say something like the way they feel and then they're like well I don't know if that makes sense like you know like uh like that's Mm -hmm. how it was she's like yeah I just wish my mom was here to teach me Korean I don't know that's silly like whatever like Like, no that's what you have a feeling yeah like that's what you think it's not dumb to think that it reminded me of this TikTok where, where this girl is trying to teach people how to get like how to get a guy, and she's like, "If you have any intellect, go ahead and get rid of that baby." And then she <laughs> says, um, "You have to be a little slow." So she says, "What was that, Jacob? Huh? What did you say?" <laughs> like that's how it felt to me. Yeah. Also, do not take that advice. I feel like be your if you are smart, be smart. If that's you're all dumb, I'm gonna say be about dumb. Them. Yeah. 
Be whoever be you are. Yeah, be yourself. Be unapologetically you. <laughs> um, then we have out of the ordinary day. I counted this as their New York like sneaking out date. I thought it was a date, whatever. I counted Okay. There were multiple options for this. Yeah. At first I counted their Stanford slash promposal date because it mm-hmm. was out of the ordinary because he like decked his car out in Stanford merch and gave her the little Stanford or yeah, Stanford tree hat tree. or whatever. And there was a promposal. I also counted um I thought the bowling date was kind of unconventional because she made him a shirt and her little list of movie dates accompanied with activities Mm. I thought that that was very creative you know soap making for watching fight club I would appreciate it everyone else shut it down in the movie but I was like you know what that's different I I just didn't know what counted as a date because some of it seemed like so spontaneous I was like is this a date like is it but at the same time I was like what do I know about anything I mean I don't think a date has to be planned yeah. Eh, oh well. Um, and then we have Peter and Laura Jean break up. I didn't think this was coming. I really didn't think Same. it was. I was shocked. Mm-hmm. And then it came at the very end because Peter was like, yo, you think we're going to break up? You're prepared for this. What is your problem, dude? Mm-hmm. And Laura's over here like... Oh, Katie's <laughs> clenching, uh, eyeballs shut, fist balled. <laughs> this poor girl i like really felt bad for her. i thought she was gonna explode like this ta- small little girl just like holding everything in the way i've cried like that before and i was like oh me too <laughs> i thought with him that moment i understood where he was coming from like i understood feeling kind of upset that your partner is essentially giving up on your relationship and like calling it quits before they've even given long distance a try But it kind of made me look at him like, wow, here I was saying that you were so logical earlier and being so understanding. And then you want to pull this? Yeah, like I was even saying, even for this movie, this is not a toxic relationship. Mm -mm. It's a loving relationship, it seems like. And I'm not going to say like this one little thing makes it like toxic, but, you know, they went through a hard time. They went through a hard time. They really did. Like, he was being super understanding when she, and I think homegirl might need to get some medical attention for this because she stays zoning out and doing these actions and having no recollection of it. But she sent him, of course I got into Stanford. And then when she eventually told him, actually, I didn't, he wasn't mad about it. Mm -hmm. And then when she said, I'm interested in going to NYU, he was taken aback, but he wasn't mad about it. It did kind of come out later where he was like, you want to go so far away from me, which I was like, listen, let her live her own life. But yeah. he was giving logistics too. Cause yeah. like when she first thought she was going to go to UC Berkeley, um, which was like an hour away from Stanford. So not crazy, but your girl doesn't drive and that's a long distance to not mm-hmm. be a driver. He says, well, you can always just go there for a year and then transfer. Transferring is always overlooked. Like you don't have yeah. to stay anywhere forever. And I was even saying it's so much easier to go somewhere your first year and then transfer because you don't have to, at least from what I know, you don't have to like 
transfer ACT scores and stuff like that. It's just like your GPA and your classes and mm-hmm. probably That's some other stuff, it, depending on school. Did yeah. decent, like while you were at whatever school, you'll be fine. You probably have a better chance of getting in if you transfer. Mm-hmm. So good on him for pointing out that reasonable yeah. thing that no one ever talks about. Still don't know how he got into Stanford, though. I know he's doing I lacrosse, but like, but like, come on. They it said just, scholarship. This is, and the thing, we have to go through this again with Kissing Booth 3 all over again. Oh, I Questioning why. There was why a third one. Huh? I forgot there was oh, a third one. Oop. Yeah, because like, she has to choose between her best friend and her boyfriend and where to go to college in terms of. Who she wants it. It's so misogynistic. I hate it. Ooh, it like grosses me out. But she did have a moment, and this I kind of related to when after they had gotten back from their New York trip, and Lardine actually sees, like, wow, I could actually see myself here. She talks to Jen, who had the fattest character development in the world. Miss Girl was being nice for the first time in her life. Oh my God. I forgot that she was our, like our antagonist in the first movie. Because she had a 180 character transformation and I stand. Um, we love to see growth. She goes to Jen and says, should I go to NYU? I'm not going to lie. That's not fair to ask anybody that. Like, where mm-hmm. should I go? Because they can't tell you. But yeah. I've done it. I did it when I was in high school. I was like, should mm-hmm. I go to state school mm-hmm. number one or state school number two? Yeah. Plot twist. I didn't end up at either. I mean, they're high schoolers, you know. It'd be like that. Sometimes you just want that input. Yeah. Next, we have petty girl drama. I mean, we kind of talked about this. There wasn't like, there was some petty girl drama, but it wasn't like the main focus. Thank goodness. Because I'm I'm sick of all the, I'm, I'm also sick of petty girl drama tropes in movies about relationship with guys. Because it always makes like woman against woman. Saying that's a bad thing. Of course, a woman can have an antagonist who is also a woman. You mean it's all we girls don't have to support girls all the time, every what? day. You mean that I don't have to like every woman I've ever come across in my life? What really? Unheard no, I just of. mean it. Like they always, it's always over a guy. That's it. That's but always. This time it wasn't. Nobody wanted him. No, the biggest, they were just like, kind of being rude to each other, just to be rude. The petty thing was, for me anyway, the one that I wrote down, was Margot and Lardine, their little spat, because, you know, Laura felt like Margot was really pushing NYU on her, and I kind of don't like Margot. T. Margot was, like, really diminishing her sister's issues. She's like, so what? You didn't get into Stanford. You still got NYU, and... Laura's like, stop pushing the school on me. I don't want to go there. Even though she does eventually come around, but that's besides the point. Margo's like, well, look at me. I never thought I'd end up in school. I hate when people do that. Well, look at me. I never thought I'd end up where I am right now. Also, can I point out, why is everybody glamorizing NYU? Because what I've heard from just like people on TikTok, and I know like, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to reference people on TikTok. People say like, you go to NYU and you realize it's just a bunch of rich kids who really don't have that much talent. No shade to anyone at NYU. It's always either NYU or a prestigious school mm-hmm. or like, you know, Ivy League. And I know Stanford's not technically Ivy League, but like it, you could count it as one. 
It's up there. It's like how Vanderbilt isn't technically an Ivy, but it's considered the Ivy. Like, and it's always the people who it doesn't make sense for them to be there. Like, Peter mm-hmm. straight up said, you're smarter than me and you didn't get it. Like, mm-hmm. what's not clicking? I mean, maybe she had a bad essay. Who knows? Maybe she turned in that L. Evans essay. We're like, it's my maybe. brother's laugh. It's and my then- dad's smile. <laughs> and then every way at the school is going to some, like, prestigious big school except for chris she said i'm gonna go work on a farm in costa rica i support it for her um then we have pinterest worthy food need we say more so many cookies and ice cream and cakes and cupcakes and pancakes where was the savory stuff though they don't do that in these movies Listen, I love a muffin as much as everybody else, but like at the bowling alley date, she put like two pink and blue fine line cookies on there and then like a movies. muffin. They got cavities to go over. <laughs> Where's the hummus and pita? Where's the yeah. st- Ooh, anything? Anything other than a mm-hmm. Um, We've already talked about prestigious. At this point, there's nothing we can do about it. We've tried to change everything. Nobody's listening to us, sadly. And we know why they do it. It's just so people recognize the school. Yeah. They wouldn't put, like, Carson Newman on that list. Continue. We have voiceover monologue. I don't know what she was talking about in the beginning of the movie, but she had a voiceover monologue. She was talking Mm -hmm. about her trip, I think. And she had one again at prom, and she's like, I'm so worried. What's going to happen to us? I hate first-person voice. I actually can't stand it. I don't like seeing it. I know they do it so you feel more personally attached to the character. But I'm a third-person stan. I mean, I know a lot of screenwriters are very, like, apprehensive. Avoid voiceover. So, well, some movies can't. The only time Um, I think you should is if someone's reading something. Yeah, that's true. Wide shot of aesthetic bedroom. Not very aesthetically pleasing this time around. Ooh. And I said it to you, this girl, she's going through something, and it's really showing in her bedroom. I feel like the first movie, seeing her room, I mean, it's not my personal aesthetic, so I'm not, like, hating on her. I could not handle that much color. But I was like, okay, I like the beat, whatever. This movie, it felt so cluttered, and the lighting was weird. It was dark, and there was only, like, one light right on her mm-hmm. and I just wasn't vibing with it. It's supposed to represent her dark days. It's supposed to represent her being the spotlight of her own life. What if Lara Jean went through like a goth phase? I would or an emo phase. I would love that. I wanna see that. I wanna see some My Chemical Romance posters. I wanna see a Panic of the Disco shirt. a twenty one pilots uh rubber wristband. Man and I just say goth and emo, they are going to come for us, comparing them to those bands. Not any of y'all real people. Not any <laughs> of y'all, like, chunky shoe people out there. I love y'all. Um, lastly, whoa, whoa, whoa. We didn't get a whoa, whoa, whoa. But we did we, get we a no, no, no. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, yes, yes. So they were getting a little saucy as any couple would after prom. Ugh. Um, she's, she's ready. She's wearing Katie's prom dress and she's ready to <laughs> she make, so I saw that and I said, didn't Katie's dress look like that? Cause I swear you showed mm-hmm. me a picture of that dress. I said, that looks the same. Yeah. 
It was almost the same. I think her V-neck, like she had like a V-neck type of situation, but it was almost identical to mine. They copied. They did. It's they fine. It's whatever. It's, you know, whatever. It'd be nice to get some money, some, some credit Seriously, somewhere. I would like some royalties. Thank you. Uh, rent the runway, more like rent Katie Dolls calls it. Uh, I know. She's ready to go. Peter's like, something doesn't feel right. And I do appreciate him speaking up that something didn't feel yeah. right. Yeah. Because they could have just went through with this and then felt regretful after. Mm-hmm. And she's like, are you guys me? You don't think I'm ready? It's always that. Like, y'all have been together for, like, who knows how long. Like, maybe he's just not ready for this. All of a sudden, right. in this moment, he doesn't think you're pretty anymore. All of a sudden, right now, he's like, you know She what? hasn't even taken off her clothes. I mean, come on. <laughs> Hair still intact. Makeup ready to go. And he's like, no, no, no. No, no, no. It just something no, no, doesn't no. feel right in my heart right now. In my heart chakra. And I appreciate that. He was not only a consent king, but he was aware of the situation. Exactly. He, he spoke his mind. He knew that the way that she was acting in that moment was off. He was like, why are we doing this on prom night? Which is its own cliche. Um, and she's like, I just want to feel close to you, which I hate that expression in general. I think, ugh, disgusting. You can feel close to someone without doing... The devil's tango. You can feel close to someone vertically and not horizontally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, you want to do this because you're saying goodbye to me. This is you saying goodbye to me with your body. And I don't like that. I don't want it. We're not I breaking up. It. Just like Troy and Gabriella were able to make it work, we can too. Because we're mm-hmm. all in this together. Because as Laura says at the end, we're not like other couples. We're Laura and Peter. <laughs> like, is that See, couple to ever come? <laughs> that gave me big, babe, don't, don't. Just look at me. It gave me that energy. Look it gave me, me look we're me. fighting. Baby, it's not, you don't have to, no, it's not even worth it. Just look at me. It's us guys. <laughs> I know him. He's not like this. Like, ew. <laughs> Stop. Knows the guy for like 10 minutes, sleeps with him. I know you. I know you. You don't have to fight with him. You're not like that anymore. I know the real you. Like, <laughs> if anyone ever sees me doing that, feel free to slap grab you, me I'll by the back of my head and dribble my head off the pavement. <laughs> Same here. Same here. You have my consent and permission in that specific scenario. All right, guys, you heard it. We both gave our con- consent for it. Dribble our heads if like I do basketballs. Any clown stuff like that. That's so. I hate that stuff. It's just straight out of a fan fiction. I mean, it literally. <laughs> don't insult up. my future career because some people know what they're doing. This is the girlies who they said I'm such a good writer because they got a three on the TCAP writing assessment. Like. Girl, girl, that five paragraph essay structure does not work in every situation. Uh, ain't that the truth? In today's essay, I will discuss example one, example two, and example three. And example three. In conclusion, I talked about example one, example, example one, two, example two, and example, example three. three. <laughs> or my personal favorite, in a nutshell, 
In a nutshell, have people seriously used that? <laughs> yes, I remember it was on. We used to have this sheet in like, I don't even know, fifth grade or something that had like transition words because you know you had like first, second, next, finally, eventually, whatever. And it would be like, in a nutshell, like if you're using in a nutshell on a legitimate piece of writing, get out. Get a seek help. And, like, I don't remember last time I used transition phrases, like, in the beginning of a body paragraph. Mm-mm. Like, next, like, first, we're going to talk about a, an this. an eventually or a finally at some point. Yeah. But, like, secondly. Not a first. Secondly, I will be talking about. Secondly doesn't even sound like a word. I think we need to test our writing abilities at some point. I think we need to do the TCAP mm. writing assessment. Mm. get that six get that where they Mm. would say what would you do if a giant backpack showed up in school (laughs) what would you do if you had a monkey for a day like um personally for me i would just ignore it there you go end of essay it would always be the same stuff i'm like y'all what do you mean this is helping me for college if i had a monkey for a day anyway I have two proposals um, for the evening. Mm-hmm. So number one, you're not ready for this. Just everyone sit down. So our PK and LJ, you know, they discover that they don't have these these elements that other couples have. They don't have a, a proper anniversary date. They don't have a song. They don't have, like, traditions, even though they kind of do, because they do those little movie dates or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know our song. It's, it's, and I think that's okay. I love Try Hard, because whenever I do listen to it, I think of you. Wow. It's true. Oh, so out of reach. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding it hard, because she makes me feel, makes me feel like I try, like I try, like I'm trying too hard. Mm-hmm. She's 17. I told her I'm 20. Couldn't take her out, because mom's got no money. Oh, yeah, those lyrics I'm like, babes. don't know, like, how well the age, just, just, let's just slide through that one. I mean, I also think of Katie when I hear Valentine. Ooh, Valentine. Because she was I like, I love Valentine. I was like, I've never heard that before. Because I wasn't a, you know, oh. diehard stan, but I, I listened to the first album. Mm-hmm. And then I was like. Okay, I like the beat. I like the beat. I like the beat. And I mean, I think it's just five seconds of summer in general. I like the beat. I was gonna say, do couples need songs? I don't. Do you need to have a song? I didn't think that was a thing anymore. If you're getting married, I could be like, oh, like that's your wedding song. Like I get that. I feel like those songs are kind of like what Peter said. They just happen to you. You you mm-hmm. find out like, oh, both of you like this same song. Or, oh, this song makes me think of this person. And usually it's mm-hmm. not limited to one song. Usually there are multiple. Yeah. And Laura just kind of came across this band and was like, it sounds pretty. There we go. Well, they did know get going Tootie head. Fruity at first, which they were hating on. I'm like, I kind of like that song, but whatever. That wouldn't have been cute, though. Like, it would have been a cute story. Like, what's y'all's song? And they're like, oh, 
you know tutti frutti and they're like what (laughs) but he's like we're picking an oasis song and she's like i don't want our song to be off a 90s album what is wrong with that laura what's wrong with the 90s you got a problem with the 90s it's because low well there were low-cut jeans in the late 90s but you know what would your movie date combo be? Movie date combo? Mm-hmm. Like how she said, what if we do soap making and watch Fight Club? Because you know the cover. Um, I would do... I don't know. I kind of like the whole idea of like watching a movie or TV show and doing an activity. But like kind of having it in the background too. Like it's something we've already seen. So like... Um, I don't know why the first thing that comes to mind is iCarly because like that's on Netflix right now. Um, iCarly, we're making spaghetti tacos. I knew she was gonna say it, y'all. Um, I think victorious, and we're stranded in an RV, and it's really hot, and we don't have any water, so we're just except you know, for the fish tank. Yeah, we're just going through a crisis together, and it makes us stronger in the end. I love Um, Can I mention something? Really good? I've already talked to you about this, but I feel like I need to address it in the podcast because I feel like if I don't, it's just going to, like, eat me away. Um, I The casting choices, I have always been, like, very wary about since the first movie because clearly the sisters are not sisters. Um, I mean – so Lana Condor, who plays Lara Jean, she is from uh, Vietnam, and she was I don't know American. And he is I don't know what Kitty is. I don't know where she comes from. Um, Margot was born in Hawaii and is half Chinese. All right, and then we get a, like this little flashback of like young Peter and young Lara. And I looked up young Lara because clearly she does not look like Lara Jean at all. And she was born to Japanese immigrants. I just have to mention, this is not okay. (laughs) This is not okay whatsoever because it kind of groups everyone who is just Asian because that's how they're acting. Casting all these people, they're like, oh, they're Asian. It's okay. We'll just put them together. And you also mentioned... That they made such a big emphasis that they're South Korean. They are Korean in the film. None of these people mm-hmm. are Korean. I don't know about Kitty. I don't know where um, the actor is from. But they make such a big emphasis. And for none of them to actually be Korean is just very strange. And it just... it's It sounds so gross almost because you have all these people who are of Asian descent in the movie. But they... They're saying, like, oh, they're Korean. These people are not Korean. There is a difference. Korean people are not Japanese people. You know, Japanese people are not Viennese people. Thank you. I mean, I would have <laughs> thought that they would have paid more attention to casting decisions given the fact that the author of the books, Jenny Han, is also of Asian descent. So I don't know. I'm not saying that, like, oh, my God, sisters have to look alike because, like, that's not the point. Yeah, it's just that they should at least 
he's Korean, you know, and it's not that difficult to find, but what do I know? I'm not in the film industry. And that's just my little rant about that. Cause I've always hated that about these movies. What not the we? actors, just the choices. No, I, I think the actors are lovely. They did Get a fantastic job. Get that bag, job. girlies. Yeah. So what would you rate this fantastic um concur- I didn't That's think okay. about it. I would give it two and a half mm, miles on Google Maps. Five stars. The aesthetics weren't really there for me the way they were in the first film. And the plot definitely was on vacation. It was just montage, montage, montage. But if I were to rank all three, like in order, best to worst, it would probably be the order that the films are in. First movie best, right. second, and then third. Um, I am going to give this a three out of five um, promposal pancakes. Just because I, I, I was actually enjoying it in the first half, even though there isn't any plot whatsoever. Um, and that's just my take on that and in terms of like ranking the films i honestly cannot remember the second one that well so i'm gonna say the i'm gonna say one three and two probably because i just can't remember two that well should we take a quizzy wizzy of course we are taking a quiz called which teen drama leading lady are you based on this quiz we can't all be Sam and that pink apron and roller skates. Mm-hmm. Bye, Sissy, a community contributor. Thanks, sis. Which of these do you find most attractive in a person? Sense of humor. Ha 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 ha. Class. I have class and you don't. Friendliness. Let's sit together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Confidence. By Justin Bieber featuring Chance the Rapper. He actually did a concert of journals recently on TikTok. Um, I came across it. Didn't watch the whole thing, but I did see an ad for it. Interesting. Their eyes that open the windows to their soul or their smile corrected with Invisalign. I like someone who's friendly. You know, you can get along with them and they're just nice, you know. So friendliness. I just, ah, I don't want anybody. Uh, class. Same interest. Because if we aren't the exact same person, it's n- babe. Mm-mm. Funny. Once again, ha, 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 ha. Supportive. Because I'm here to get you through anything. Including the highs and lows of high school football. In... <gasps> Not the person who has to be the control freak in the group project. Trustworthy, as in, I trust you are worthy of my time and affection. (laughs) Or dependable. Dependable. I'm going to say same interest just because... Katie said carbon copy. She said control C, control V. No. Okay, let me explain myself really quick. I don't think you have to have all the same interest, but you know, that's how typically you make a friend. I mean, you find something you both like and you're just like, oh my gosh, I like the same thing. Uh, 
How would your friends describe you? The sensible one with sensible shoes. It's all about comfort, ladies. The wild one who's probably danced Ooh. on a table a time or two. The smart one, you know, what is that They're song smart. lyric? I can't even think of it. <laughs> I don't even know. It's like, good girls and bad girls, you have it. Whatever that wow. library line is, I can't remember. Oh, um, she's in the, I don't know, some, I don't remember. Something about ask me in French. Uh, uh, then we have the funny one. Ha 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 ha. The romantic one. Or the dramatic one. To be or not to be. I think you're the funny one. I don't think any of these are like good like representations of you though. I feel like these I are think these are just so. Yeah. Because like funny one. Because in TV shows and movies, the funny one is always like, I don't know, not the best character. I kind of identify. I'm not the best character. Um, I would, as I said earlier, see, I don't want to put you on blast. So I'm going to say the sensible one. Um, You know, she uses avocado butter. It's better for you than regular. <laughs> That's true. Um, Pick a power teleportation to bypass that traffic she just teleported she went exactly one centimeter away and back then we have mind reading i don't think i would want that ability tbh i feel like that's information that i don't need uh time travel going back into the past and messing up the future or going into the future and speeding up your own life. What will so the option many possibilities. be? Freezing time, another time element. What do we need to freeze time for? For why? I don't know. It's like because if you freeze time, does that mean you have more time to think about something? Because at that point, it's like you're like cheating the system. I mean, you're cheating the system with all of these, but. I don't know. Anything time-based, I feel like is too big of a risk for, mm-hmm. like, the rest of the world. So I ain't picking it. And then we have invisibility. I was never there. Or immortality. I want to live forever. I just want to live forever. Like the Zane song. But his is he- opposite. He said, I don't want to live forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to live forever because I know I'll be living in pain. And I stand by that. I don't want to live forever either. You don't want me living in Liam pain. I'm going to pick teleportation to avoid that nasty traffic. Wish I had that during my commuting days, TBH. Um, I'm going to pick and... (laughs) How is this happening? Um, Pick a breakfast food item. All right. We have some... They look in a little buckwheaty, a little stack of pancakes with some... Is it butter? Is it cream? We don't know. And a sliced strawberry, leaf and all. <laughs> and they don't look the best. I've seen better. Mm-hmm. We have um, bacon and egg. I'm trying to zoom into this article. This is what being in love really means because it's not all sex and kisses. That's what the article says. <laughs> Those eggs are so fake. Look I at those mean- yolks. Who's to say? I don't really like my eggs like that, so I would not have no. chosen that. I don't I don't know if I like eggs anymore, to be honest. Sometimes I eat them and I think about it too much, and then I get mm-hmm. grossed out. 
avocado toast. This honestly kind of looks like peanut butter toast. Does it not? Looks like peanut butter and someone just threw an avocado on it. Yeah, and like a tomato. It's not mushy. Pretty up. lazy. I think it's it's a lazy attempt of avocado toast. And then we have cereal, but this isn't like Fruit Loops or Apple Jacks or anything. This is those people that are like, yeah, I just got my Kashi granola. All right. Pack Not that there's it up, anything everyone. wrong with Kashi granola, but you know, granola and cereal are two different things. Waffle, square, not circular, with an artful drizzle of maple syrup and some berries. I hope they're boys in. Or we have a parfait, aka a perfect little morning treat. Um, I'm gonna pick avocado toast because that's what I eat every morning. Avocado butter. And avocado toast. I just love avocados. I just love those little green mushies. Um, I am picking, for a second, I considered this little parfait. But they're, I feel like that would be a little messy. I feel like that would be a little messy to eat. Yeah. Um, maybe so you could take the strawberries out. Yeah, maybe. And then there's like some, some jiggly little chia seeds in there. And I have mixed opinions on those. So I'm going to go with Miss Waffle, Miss Bloob. And let me zoom in. Bloob and straub waffle. Pretty mm. tasty. Which is your biggest relationship deal breaker? I don't know. We have not great at the old manky picky. My standards aren't that high. Uh, <laughs> close friends with an ex. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Come on. Maybe they don't have any feelings for each other anymore. We're not all insecure. Yeah, guys. Seriously, grow up. Doesn't like animals. Maybe they have an allergy. Or trauma. Exactly. Lacks ambition. Wait, hold on. Let me go back to this animal thing for a second. Everyone always says, if you hate cats, then you have problems with consent. I'm like... What? They like because I've cats never set their own boundaries and like blah blah blah. And I'm like, mm. listen. I mean, as someone who loves cats, I'm not gonna be out here spitting that. But like, you know, growing up, my my old kitty Sophie, may she rest in peace. Um, she she was a little feisty to certain people who were you know a little too forceful with her. And so this one particular person. For years, this cat lived 15 years, by the way. 15 years, I would listen to this. Um, Always call her um, Spawn of Satan. You know, a demon. The devil. And I'm like, that cat has never once bitten me or anybody else. Only you. So I think, you know, I think there's a problem lurking here. And it may start with you. See, I'm not a cat person, but I don't, like, hate cats. Yeah, I would just never don't, own like, one. Be mean, but I'm not gonna go yeah. up and be like, "Ooh, let me kick your pet across the room." I think the problem is, is that some people just like they treat them like dogs. Like they're just two completely different animals. Like but you gotta also, treat one differently. Every animal's different too. Some dogs yeah. are very cat-like. Mm-hmm. It's true. Lacks ambition. What's wrong with that? Sometimes you have to be depressed and not want to do anything. It's fine. Mr. Struggle. That's all I want in a man. Mr. Struggle. (laughs) I want to know that I'm the better one in the relationship. Then we have clingy. 
And that's on Elmer's glue. Or other. And I'm interpreting other as they Anything are just else. not human. They're other. I'm going to put clingy because I don't know what else to put. Um, so who is your, what teen drama leading lady are you? Wow. I'm pretty sure I answered almost identically to the first time and I still have a different character. Shook. You have a different character this yes, time? Yes, I do. Ooh, I have. Who'd you get? Poppy Moore from Wild Child. I have seen this movie. It's been ages. Um, you attract fiercely loyal people, babe, I wish I could say that, who will always stand by you no matter what. And that's the kind of friend you are, too. You march to the beat of your own drum. No, baby, I'm on that. Nine to five. And as long as you have your best friend supporting you, you can accomplish anything. And you can be a star athlete and get the British boyfriend of your dreams. Yeah. And I'll be there to support entire way. In the soccer stands. I'm, I'm a cheerleader, guys. Did you know that? I'm a soccer captain. <laughs> I have the little shorts and the matching socks. She wears short skirts. I, I wear t-shirts. She wears short skirts. I wear jerseys on the field. <laughs> Anyways, I got Jane Ryan from New York Minute. At heart, you're a sweet and protective person with strong parental-like instincts. People often go to you for advice because you're wise. And you tend to gain people's trust very quickly. Don't take advantage of me, please. <laughs> that's like the entire, that's what I got from that. Don't take advantage of me. I thought like gain people's trust would be like you gain people's trust. Like people trust you easily. No, it says you tend to gain people's trust very easily. Like Yeah, that people means trust. that people trust you. But like that people can take advantage of you for that. You know, like what if you're like still apprehensive? They're like, but I trust you. Like, I trust you on this. I don't know. I'd rather be trusted than the opposite. I'd rather nobody trust me. You heard it here, folks. Any word that passes those lips can just think <laughs> is a, about is it. It's a lie. It's Google a lie. It, back check it. Mm-hmm. Should we do our outro? Of course. I hope all you little postal code princesses are having the best week ever. Yes. And please give us a rating. Give us a review. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. And follow us on Twitter at Courage and Doll and check out our website. CourageDollPodcast.Wixsite.com slash now playing. And if you don't have Twitter but you still want to tell us your thoughts, then email us CourageDollPodcast at gmail.com. And subscribe. Bye. Bye.